0: Welcome back to Dyson Friends, your weekly serving of magic, mayhem, and misadventure. I'm Joey, your host and Dungeon Master, and uh, I realized over the past week that every single time I saw a meme online that involved a pun, I immediately and instinctually got angry at Nolan. Yes! <laughs> so thanks for that. You've, You're welcome. You've Pavlov-punned me.
1: Pavlov-punned. Yeah.
0: Do I get like an award
2: for doing that, or? No. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, everybody, Nolan here back again to play Mo, the marvelous, magical man, monk from the moving monastery. I'm starting to forget the words in that.
1: I feel like (laughs) you're just adding more adjectives every time. I was going
2: to, but I forgot the one I added last week. Well, that fell apart fast. It did.
1: But, I mean, isn't
2: that characteristic? But anyway, I uh, I actually found a career of people that I think I'll actually never trust.
0: Will you stop looking at me when you do your intros, well, please? Well, th- this could be genuine.
3: Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never know.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, I will never trust acupuncture people. I know. They're
3: backstabbers. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hi, I'm Greg, and I play JR Randstar. Speaking of backstabbers, I'm... Uh, little weary of Ravi right now. Just found out a lot of heavy stuff last episode. You had like
1: at least two big reveals.
0: Yep. I think that's the the (laughs) highest reveal per second I've ever done in an episode. (laughs) It
1: was just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah,
0: Yeah, a lot of turning my sword back and forth. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, that was was intense.
4: You had a lot of bubbles burst on you last week. That
3: was rough. I feel feel like it was one of those video games where it's like press A to go this side, press B, and then it decides (laughs) the whole the whole fate of the choose your own adventure the video game
0: yeah that was a big moment I was excited to see how JR handled it and now to see how he continues to handle it
4: I'm excited too because I don't know (laughs) do you think JR and Robbie have a future or is that just you just think like he's not going to be I don't know I think
3: that bridge is burnt (laughs) burnt.
1: until she gives JR like googly eyes and he's like just kidding I forgive everything everything
4: (laughs) (laughs) I. we'll see he was young And impressionable. That's true.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of googly eyes, I'm Rachel. I play Tana. I want to talk about tiefling sex today.
2: (laughs) Excuse me? Yeah. And it involves googly
1: eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it involves no eyes. But I'd like to talk about this because I want to clarify something. Um, A few episodes ago... Tana mentioned that she's never been kissed. And you all were like, what? That's so crazy. Because it it seems very innocent, right? We go straight to Drew Barrymore. I've never been (laughs) kissed. So Jimmy Fallon, come in and give me my first kiss when I'm 35 on a baseball field. You're looking at me like you haven't seen this movie, but it's a thing.
4: It's a thing. The movie's actually called Never Been Kissed. Yeah. But I would
1: like to clarify that the reason why Tana has never been kissed is because kissing isn't really part of sexy time when it comes to tiefling, right? Tiefling are sort of like praying mantises where you do whatever you can to get them in bed, and then you usually tear off a limb or something when you're done. So... Sex is actually really dangerous on Mount Orem for men and women alike.
5: I
4: mean, I appreciate mm. a, a post-coital snack now and again, but <laughs> yeah. that's a little rough. <laughs> yeah. You know? So
1: just to to clarify, when Tana says she's never been kissed, that doesn't mean she hasn't ripped off a few heads.
0: Thanks for the sex ad talk. Yeah. yeah. If you have so any other questions,
1: know. if you have any other questions, I'm here to talk about I, it in good. great detail.
0: No, I don't
2: think
4: I got any more questions. Are you sure? Thank you. Because
1: I've got a lot more to talk about. That's okay. Oh, okay. All so, right.
4: So the kissing is more like gnawing or like rending.
1: If you stop to kiss and or smell the roses, you might not make it through the night.
4: Ooh. That's a rough first date. How <laughs> have sex? I think they do it infrequently. And with much fanfare and ceremony, I'm sure.
1: Are there bugles before it starts? I don't
4: know. <laughs> I haven't really thought about it. Finian just seems so unattractive. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> just like, once every 100 years, they all just gather like salmon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would work so well because they have to take a bath, right? So they have like their once every, every however many years. They swim, yeah,
4: they swim <laughs> back up to their na- the stream yeah, they were born in or annual
1: bath and coitus retreat. Uh. <laughs> By the way, your are Aaron, right?
4: I'm Aaron and I <laughs> indeed play Finian, in the elven druid.
2: <laughs> I feel so bad for anyone just trying to get water downstream. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh-huh. that's why malice is downstream <laughs> <laughs> the
0: reservoir system
1: is like probably pretty intense I that's why
3: feel, they're so angry
0: <laughs> I feel bad for anyone who just clicked on this having never, never. listened to one of our episodes before I love you like they. Yeah, I hope they're all like this yeah, so they, maybe you know, yeah. the listener, right? <laughs> this was a lot of information about Coitus I did I, not need to know yeah. uh huh yeah. uh huh <laughs> Yeah, I don't think D D says
4: much about the mating habits of the various species that are, you know, included in the I PHB. Wait. The,
1: wait, mm-hmm. D stands for diddling and dicks, does it not?
4: Maybe in your neck of the woods. Does it? Why would you join it with your brother?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> my brother's a dick. I'm just kidding. I love you, Joey. I think he's blushing. (laughs) Sarek, why don't you tell us
4: about gift sex? (laughs) Don't they just fertilize eggs in a pond?
6: I've got something even better. I'll end with an innocent note here. So if you're wondering why there's suddenly thousands of pictures of penguins in chat, here's why. Because, Joey, I think I found your new favorite animal. It's called a blue penguin. Oh, my God. God. That's so cool. I did not know that existed.
4: Holy
0: cow. That's really. It's actually really kind of cool looking. That, that is now one of my favorite animals. That's Thank so you. precious. And now you all have
6: context for
0: what I've done. Wait, is there a bunch
6: of... Uh, oh, I'm going to go home and I'm going to just bombard the Discord with penguin pictures now. <laughs> okay. Does that put spider in a
4: close second?
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, shut up, Nolan. Penguins You're,
4: are already really cool animals, right? You know, their they're, they're life cycle and all that. And how are they you going to tell us
0: about penguin sex now? <laughs> I'm really
4: not going okay. to. Finian is going to. <laughs> no! Oh, Finian doesn't have to tell you. He can just demonstrate. No!
1: Okay, for the sake of our yeah. listeners, for the sake of our listeners, everybody raise your glasses. We're going to cheers. I don't have a cheers prepared, so to tiefling sex.
4: <laughs> cheers. Uh, cheers! Cheers?
2: I don't want to cheers
0: that.
1: <laughs> you'll cheers it and you'll like it.
0: Chapter 38, Eye of the Storm. After defeating the children of Elgath, a group of tiefling cultists who apparently opposed the gathering storm, the mage in the white mask used a piece of lagal, Force of Balance to confirm that Mo, Tana, Heen, Egrit, Kavis, Gonk, and Solrender are in fact the Seven, though you're still not entirely sure what that means. The energy in the ballroom is reverent, to say the least. Even in the aftermath of the battle, the members of the gathering storm are more concerned with you than they are with themselves, tending to your wounds and even mending your clothing. The mage stands from kneeling before the Seven and looks to Ravi, and though they say nothing, Ravi nods. Then the mage turns to levitate through a portal that just opened. On the other side, you can see waves crashing into a rocky island, jutting out of the ocean. A strong wind carries in the scent of brine and fresh air. The portal closes behind. Ravi stands on shaky, wounded legs, and though debris had nearly crushed her, she presses on. We should go. I owe you all answers. Go where? Somewhere quieter. Perhaps the b- my boat, if that's all right with you?
1: Yeah. The sooner we can get away from these people, the better.
0: Egret says quick goodbyes to her party before catching back up with you. Valora, their leader, watches her leave, a blank expression on her bruised face. Ravi leads you to the docks and into the fortune's favor. Blow deck, she motions for all of you to take a seat in the mess hall, and then she shuts the door behind all of you for privacy. And with a heavy sigh, she sits down. Well, um, I suppose I should start at the beginning, give you all some context to the past 24 hours.
3: Whoa, whoa, go way far back. We're going to need the beginning, not 24 hours.
0: Yeah. How does 400 years ago sound?
5: Perfect. Ugh. I like a good, long, drawn-out story, so oh, I'm the just more history my you can
0: provide, the better off I'll be. Thank you, Ravi. I, I will give you as much information as I can without the risk of Tana destroying my ship again.
1: I'm already down three bottles of rum, so I'm, I'm okay. If
5: We're she okay. needs to be excused while well, you provide a more detailed narrative, that's fine, too. She only needs the salient points we can summarize for her. Why I'm, does Tana well, get a, a leave? I'm standing right
1: here, and I'm listening.
3: Give us the cliff notes.
0: (laughs) Long cliff notes, please.
3: Medium. Let's compromise.
0: I'll do my best. Over 400 years ago, during the age of rebellion, the storm giant foresaw his own demise at the hands of the fire giant. He knew that without the demigods, Legall would be thrown into disarray, warping the relationship between the two halves of our world. So in his final days... He committed his visions to paper, creating a book called the Tome of Insight. Within it were instructions for 361 people on how to heal the gall and avoid catastrophe. The original owner of the book made copies and formed what we would call the Gathering Storm. So, for the past 400 years, we have been trying to fix the world. Is that enough information to start, Finian? I have many questions, but
2: Go
5: ahead, go ahead. For You're the good. sake of my companions, why don't you continue?
0: I I spent seventy years following the Tome of Insight and what it instructed me to do, but I lost faith uh, about ten years ago. She reaches for her red scarf, and after a brief moment of hesitation, she pulls it off. On the side of her neck is a tattoo of storm clouds. Above it, it reads Mount Orem and below, a date from a decade ago. She chuckles. I used to say that cults are a phase, but tattoos are forever. <laughs> Teach your kids that one.
5: Yeah.
0: But when we all met back up in Mi'aram, it was an omen. I I thought maybe that the path I used to walk was right and that Kr maybe actually found the Seven. I am sorry for misleading you. Uh, it wasn't ever my goal to lie or deceive. I just, I needed to be sure before I threw you all into the middle of this.
1: I still don't know how you're sure. You all just pointed at us and said we're the Seven. How do you know you're not making a mistake?
0: The hegemon confirmed it when they poured Lagal into your midst.
1: Well, maybe Lagal made a mistake.
0: Lagal has made many mistakes over the past 400 years, and that is the first time we've seen it balanced. And if Lagal is so
6: error-prone, you are certain you want to restore it? Hmm. It
0: it could cause significantly worse than what already is. For thousands of years, Lagal was balanced, and everything was right. I don't I don't think it's wrong to want to go back to that. You you all told me yourself that you woke up in malice. I don't believe that any of you deserve to be there.
1: Oh, come on.
0: Not even you, Tana. You have a tendency for chaos, which is why you're perfect for this, but you don't have a bone of malice in you, except maybe for your family. But who would blame you? If we can fix Legal. None of that will happen again. People will be placed where their soul belongs. And, well, that leads me to what we actually need you to do, or um, more accurately, what we need you to become.
1: Chehar, are you about this? Last I saw you had your sword pointed at Ravi. What was that about?
0: Well,
3: I found out some stuff that uh, this gathering storm has been doing. Apparently my father was part of it, and he was the one who killed me. And my brother killed him.
1: You sound like Tiefling. Oh, for what purpose?
3: I don't know. That's exactly what I wanted to know.
0: The Tome of Insight is complicated. We each, the 361 of us, have a different piece of the puzzle that Thoguth, the storm giant, wrote for us, but we don't know how it all fits together. So I had no idea that... You were killed, nor do I know who killed you, Mo. I just trust that everything that happened happened for a reason.
6: Uh, Sounds like an institution primed for corruption, if every piece has no idea what the other does and isn't meant to know. How are we to trust any of you at all? If there is no level of verification? No, uh... If there is no level of accountability.
0: You're, you're right, of course. And I, I ask that you listen to what we need of you. Because we are trusting you. But we don't need your trust. The seven of you, and, and Gonk, Solrender, Kavis, and Egret are in the room. You are to become demigods. I know it sounds insane, but without them, Kythar's magic is completely out of whack. It's the reason that the two halves are no, no longer in balance with one another.
6: And so sending seven tangentially related individuals with far different backstories, motives, and purposes is going to restore balance in
0: some way? That's right. You're the perfect candidates for the the demigods. You encapsulate their magic. In with each generation, the Gith find it harder and harder to tap into their psionics. Why do you think that is?
6: I uh, I was always taught it was just time. Time wears it down. Since the connection with the goddess is no longer.
0: That that's right. But. If we can restore your demigod, your hive mind, we can restore the Gith to their former glory. Mortal kind found prosperity under their wise rule. We could again.
6: And we could, as Gith, lose all of our individuality. And as a nation or society, lose all of the progress we have made in that
0: time. Not if you are their demigod.
6: (laughs) You...
2: Heen is just actually flabbergasted
4: for words for the
2: first time, and um he just stops talking. Uh just a quick question, and I'm I'm just like holding yeah. one finger up, like really shy in the corner. Uh why would you want Soulrender to be a demigod?
0: I'm not comfortable with all of this. But there was a demigod of malice, the swamp giant. And Balance requires all aspects of life, all aspects of magic to be present. I mean, that
2: makes sense, but why wouldn't the elves have one?
0: The elves do have one. The demigod of mercy. And she'll look to Finian, who I believe is still alive in the path of mercy. Yes. In in some way, uh, his heart is the forest that, the, the island surrounds?
5: This is where we derive our power.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I totally knew that. I was testing you guys. <laughs> uh, also, <clears throat> what if like one of the seven potentially doesn't have the resume to qualify for a, a demigod? You,
0: you qualify, Mo. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, truly, I, I believe you do. I believe every action you've made has led you here to my ship right now. Why would...
2: Okay... So this is making sense for the most part but then what I'm not understanding is why why would all those tieflings be against this if this is a good thing for everybody?
0: Well it does sound like a tiefling thing to do doesn't it?
3: I'll look or- over at the Tana. N- no! <laughs> well is this a good thing for everyone? I mean what 400 years ago there was a war to stop all the demigods mm-hmm. right? A great rebellion?
0: Yes And yes. now we're
3: reversing that?
0: Because the demigods don't have the advantage that you seven do. You're all mortals. You know what it means to be mortal. You can make different decisions. You don't have to be the monsters that they were.
3: I don't know. Your little Colt seems a little lost in the sauce right now. <laughs> 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 I, that a whole, a father would kill his own son. That's, that's some de- blind devotion that scares me.
0: So that all their children don't wake up in malice tomorrow. Yes, maybe.
3: I don't know. It sounds like The Gathering Storm. You're playing gods yourself, deciding whose lives are more important than others. You're trading one life for another. That's... It seems contradictive to what you're trying to do.
0: Maybe. But a few sacrifices so that the world will be better seems worth it to me, doesn't it to you?
3: You're deciding who gets sacrificed. That's not, the issue. Not
0: me, the storm giant who foresaw hundreds of years of the future trust what he saw. I can't
6: believe I'm saying this, but uh, Ravi has a point. Often the actions we take as mortals could be malicious because we lack power or control or ability. And it would make sense that the actions gods make would be incompetent because they haven't been mortal. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I, I, at least with that point, I can agree. Can Ravi, please continue.
1: Ravi, you saw what the tiefling did. If Mardani is opposed to this, you're going to have a war on your hands. Worse, if they see that you're using me, my stepbrother told me how furious they are. This is never going to work.
0: The entire gathering storm is at your back, Donna. We will protect you from them.
1: I don't think anyone can protect me from them. Not if Mardani somehow finds a way to organize them. That was always her biggest hurdle. But the best way to organize a disorganized, chaotic bunch is to have a common enemy. And that's what you're doing. You're making me their common enemy.
0: Don't you think the tiefling will want one of their own ascending?
1: I think Mardani has always wanted to put me in a place of power beneath her. And now you're trying to do the same thing. And she was using me as a weapon, and now you're doing the same. And I see no difference between your agenda or hers.
0: The difference is this. The gathering storm does not put you beneath us, but above us.
1: Above, below, I shouldn't be doing anything to make this world a better place. But there's nothing you can say to change my mind, Ravi. But if my friends want to do this, they're all I have. And for now, I'll go along. But just know, you're making a mistake. Not with them, but with me.
0: Know this, and I truly believe this. If you don't, all will perish and the world will irreversibly change, leading not to the age of balance we all want, but to one of calamity. Your inaction will lead to chaos on an unprecedented level. Whatever you decide, I will follow. But the next step, according to the tome. The hegemon, the mage in the white mask, is up north, about an hour. There making preparations for the first step of your ascension if you wish to accept the power it's yours and even Finnian here i know you're not one of the seven but you told me that the only reason you met tana the only reason you met anyone here is because a storm capsized your ship isn't that right
5: yes it did seem like Far too many coincidences of fate
0: brought us together. Well, I don't believe in coincidence. You have your own part to play in all of this. The book does mention an elf, the key of keys. I don't know what that means exactly yet, but
2: I'm glad you're here. I'm pretty sure a really creepy demon lady called him that. (laughs) <laughs> she just stares at you Tina, <laughs> Yeah the one that brought us back to life She like pointed at him really creepy like And was like the key of keys She must be a member Oh Speaking
6: of members Are you aware of who Volier is?
0: No I'm, I'm sorry mm. Oh I actually I have heard the name <laughs> Finian asked me about Volier
5: <sighs> I did he seems to have played a part in bringing us together whether unbeknownst to him this is where we're to end up
2: at the very least he is the one who probably has the answers we really need i mean while while this is like going back and forth i'm just gonna stand up Uh, guys listen listen Uh, this is this is a weird situation to be in but i mean he and Finian, you guys were already talking about fate as if we were already involved in it so I, I feel like this is aligning, and then I'll look over to Gonk. And I mean, Gonk. I know you've been thinking about this like a lot. Is
0: this making sense to you? Gonk is deep in thought, and but he nods slowly. Gonk. No noodles for many time. <laughs> if anyone ascend to demigod, it be us. Hmm. This makes sense. And and eager, I mean. You of your
2: own choices hopped into the swamp with us. None of us even asked you to do that. You just followed us as if you were supposed to.
0: Well, I just wanted to help out.
2: And I'll look over to Soulrunner. And Soulrunner, never mind. <laughs> but look, all I'm trying to say is I I think Ravi's onto something. I mean, you guys have known Ravi for years, and I just I feel like if she was lying to us, it was for a good reason.
1: I don't think Ravi's lying. I truly don't. Robbie doesn't lie, and I guess now that I think about it, Robbie isn't usually mistaken, either. She's yet to be mistaken.
3: My only issue is if they're marching too far into, th- with a focus on the future that they're not paying attention to who they're stepping on right now in the present.
0: Future important, though. How can how can we run faster if only look back? He does have a point. I've
3: tried running when looking at the ground and I did fall. How do you know where your feet are if you don't know where you're currently standing?
0: Feet are part of body. Gonk know where feet are.
3: Sure. But you're looking so far ahead you don't see the the snake you're stepping
0: on now. Snake not problem for Gonk. <laughs>
5: or the neck of your friend that you're standing
0: True. on. Uh, Maybe you're... Look, lo- perhaps the
6: small child you just accidentally stepped on.
1: Guys, I only know two things for sure in this world. One is anything the tiefling want to do, it's probably a good idea not to do it. And if they're opposed to this, that actually makes me feel better. And two, you all are the greatest people I've ever known. I'm not sure what I'm doing here. If there's a prophecy about the best of this realm rising up, I have no doubt that it's any of you.
0: Emperor Kavis stands. If we are to become the Seven, are uh, to ascend to godhood, I think we should agree now that we will do it together, so we don't make the same mistakes that the demigods did originally. I don't wish to condemn all of Kythar under our feet. I mean, he, he's got a point. Agreed. I agree. Then we shall accept this power, at least for now.
1: I agree, until or unless I'm more harm than good.
0: Same, I
3: agree. But we should be more cautious of the path we're taking to the destination than
0: just the destination. For what it's worth, JR, the book ends today. There is nothing left written for the future. Hmm. Our job as the Gathering Storm is to bring you to Iris Isle, and the rest is up to you. There are seven of you.
5: What of the other three?
0: Well, Treguth is still alive in the Path of Mercy. The rumor is that Imiguth, the Cloud Giant, still lives somewhere in the Path of Trickery which just leaves Thoguth, the storm giant. It's getting late. Why don't you all get some rest? Think about everything that was discussed here. I know it was a lot to take in. Finish whatever business you have here in Yabu's Rise. Tomorrow morning, we'll leave for Iris Isle, and I don't imagine we'll be returning for some time. Okay. That's gonna be a lot. I don't know if I'm gonna sleep tonight, guys. (laughs) Is... Is there anything you guys want to do before you leave? I will need to go shopping.
4: Okay. Now that I'm going to be the um, sole support in, from a healing perspective of the seven.
0: <laughs> that requires you actually cast a healing spell, Finian. Well, I figured potions are a good standby. <laughs> <laughs> Hence okay. the shopping. Yeah. Okay. So you buy a bunch of potions. I do. Smart. Anyone
2: else? Uh, at some point, this is driving me crazy. I'm gonna. I'm going to go up to Gonk at some point in the night. Hey, Gonk, uh, can I ask you a favor, man? Little human ass Gonk anything. Okay, but, like, quiet, man, quiet. I'm, like, whispering. Little human ass Gonk anything. (laughs) Okay, like, listen, man. This is really bothering me because I'm on board with all of this, but, like, I don't know why the tieflings were doing that, and I got to know. And I know one of them lived, and I want to go talk to him, but I just... And there's a lot of sour in this milk right now, and I, I just kind of, I want to talk to him like one-on-one. So if you could just cover for me.
0: Oh, sure. So Don't tell them that you weren't parking.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. I'll try and pat him on the shoulder and just go through him. Face through him. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Thanks. I'll be back. I'll, I'll let you know what happens. Yeah, that's nice. mole had stomach problem. He said
0: mumbling to himself, floating
2: away. <laughs> 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 and then uh, I'm going to take off to the prison. Because you said he was being arrested, right? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, you you remember where the the prison is, and you find Heinrich, the the dwarf guard, who is oh, questioning yeah. you guys. He's he escorts you down the prison halls. Um, as, as you walk, he's glancing back at you. Have you seen Edgar by chance?
2: No, he was at the attack, but I don't know what happened. I know him and his. I know him and Jar are like having some. Issues, I think, mm.
0: but... Yeah, that makes sense. There's a warrant out for his arrest. Wait, really? What did he do? We thought he dealt with the children of Elgarth Turns out he was colluding with them. Wait, I'll stop. What? We suspect that he played a part in the attack. Um... If there's any information you can offer us about where he might be... I will talk
2: to JR, but... What? what? Hmm.
0: just gonna bury that one for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> he, he brings you to the um, the cell where the tiefling is the assassin who you saved he's pacing anxiously in the cell you know tiefling don't like being
6: locked in up <laughs> Yeah.
0: even after noticing you approach he just kind of glances at you and keeps pacing
2: Well <laughs> listen man I, I know this is gonna be awkward but I just need to know w- what did we do to you
0: why do you hate us so much you represent a prison that everyone has to be a part of. Everyone will be in your cell.
2: I I don't want that for anybody. So you're aware of this whole prophecy. You know about us becoming the next demigods or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Is that, is that, what, is that what you want? Well, I can tell you I'm pretty uncomfortable about it. And if it's any consolation and maybe makes you feel a little bit better, we spent the last 20 minutes arguing with Ravi, telling her that we don't think this is true. I don't think any of us wanted this. But you're going to play along anyway? Well, I mean, I need to see where this goes, right? Wouldn't you?
0: He continues, pacing quietly, thinking... Do you think any of us want to be stuck on that volcanic island, that shithole, Mount Orem? Listen, man,
2: I've never been there, and I can only gather that it's really rough, but Tana
0: left. Her stepbrother left. Tana left. How do you think that's been for her, huh? Everywhere we go, we are outcasts.
2: Yeah, that's that's true. But I, I don't know. She's not an outcast to us. Well, good for her. I just, I, I, I don't understand, man. Like, I've never met you. I've never done anything to you, but you came to kill me. What is it that you want? Man. What do you want? Tell me what you want. I want to understand why. No, you tell are me doing what this. you want for you. Do you want to know what I want for me? Really? Yes. I just want to be able to go back home and not be a disgrace to my parents. That's all I want. But I can't do that because I keep dying.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. Judgment is the bane of freedom. And now you're imprisoned by your parents. It's not, it's not like
2: that. It's not like I feel like I'm stuck to
0: this. It's something I want to do. Well, I want to be free. And I want mortals to be free. everyone. I don't think we should be enslaved by 10 demigods who think themselves above us.
2: Maybe that's how the old gods were. And I don't even know if we want to do this for the record. But if it happens, I don't I don't think I'm above anyone. I think that might be one of the best things that my sensei ever taught me, because uh.
0: I'm not above anyone. He he says nothing. He just continues pacing anxiously in his prison.
2: I'll just I'll be quiet for um just a little bit, and then uh, without particularly looking at him, I'm just gonna ask him one last question. Was Edgar really involved in this? No, oh, yeah. Oh. And you're not just saying that to fuck with me.
0: No, no, I have no reason to lie about him. He came to us, told us to get lost, and then. We realized we had a common enemy.
2: Wow. All right, man. Well, that's
0: that's all I wanted to
2: to hear from you. Um, I'm going to go now, but I don't know. Whatever happens to you, I I hope you get out of here. I'll put in a, a good word that you didn't hurt anyone in the attack.
0: He'll grab you. He'll grab you by your shirt reaching through the bars and pull you in. And he'll he'll whisper in your ear, Mardani says the balance only matters to the scales. Destroy the scales and the illusion of balance vanishes. You remember that. And he'll push you away.
5: (laughs) A
2: little traumatized, (laughs) I'll now walk away.
0: (laughs) Anyone else have anything they want to do tonight?
3: Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, talk to Robbie. I think there's a conversation I need to have with her privately.
0: Okay. Yeah. You you
3: find her um, in her captain's quarters. I'll walk in and close the door, and I'll put Soulrender on
0: the table. He's gonna mediate this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> she she will clear her oracle cards that she had laid out that you just slammed <laughs> Soulrender on top of. She'll she'll carefully clear them away. Well. What is it, JR?
3: You know, looking back, it makes more sense why you always were so interested in some random kid hanging around the docks. So you... Did you did you know my father, I guess, is the first thing I should ask you?
0: Can I ask you something first? What? When you were in Mi'aram, when you were fighting black dragons, did you... Did you find that they're... Their necrosis was hurting you less than your friends? Yeah. I, um, I, I did know your father very well. I did not know Jacob very well. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, I... There's no great way to say this. He he wasn't your father, Jacob. Jacob Randstar. He was... I, I don't know the details of what the Tome of Insight asked him to do. I just know he was tasked with training. Wait,
3: so my father is not my father?
0: Is that what you're trying to the, tell me? The man who raised you is not your biological father.
3: I mean, I knew I was younger than... The rest of my siblings, but that doesn't make sense.
0: I'm. I'm. Uh, JR, you're not exactly human.
3: Oh, I, 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 <laughs> I'll look in the mirror. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm human.
0: You're. Uh, he, the man who raised you, Randstar, he, he cut off your wings when you were an infant. He did this with all of your siblings. I'm an Aesomar? Yes. That is why the necrotic damage didn't seem to impact you as it did the others. I I know, I know. I This has been a crazy 24 hours, I know. I'm sorry that I'm slathering it on more, and I wish it wasn't me that had to tell you all of this. To answer your question, the reason I was so fascinated with you when you were a kid isn't because I thought you were some prophetic hero it's because I, I knew your father. He was a close friend of mine. My real father? Your real father, Oren.
3: <gasps> Oren was my real father?
0: That's that's right. And I wanted to tell you so badly when you told me that he had passed into the night, but this was a crazy sequence of events and I'm, I'm just a captain of a ship. I'm way in over my head.
3: I spoke maybe three things to that man, and you're telling me he was my father, and I didn't even get to talk to him?
0: He knew that you were his son. Did he say anything to you?
3: He just came up and talked to me when we first met. He said, like, maybe two sentences. So... I I, I,
5: I,
0: I know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Are you? I, I am. Truly... JR, I, I, this isn't what I wanted for any of you. When I, I followed the book, the Tome of Insight to Mount Orym, because I believed it was right. And when I left, I left not with the future demigod of chaos, but a 13-year-old child who was scared. And so I left. I left the Order. I left the Gathering Storm. I wanted that girl to have a life of her own where she wasn't used. But I'm scared now. I think there's no other way. And all of this information, I I don't... I'm a trade captain, not a messenger. So,
3: I just just feel it now. I get it. By getting sent to that school, everything is just all... It's all just some plan other people decided to make for me i don't even get to meet my real parents i don't even know his my mother's probably not even my mother my father's not my father my brother's not my brother i don't know anything anymore i don't even know who i am you are i was always afraid that i was gonna lose my humanity accepting this great power but now oh i don't even know if i'll lose anything what am i
0: you're jr You're who you always have been. Your past. Am I? Yes, of course. How do I
3: know that's my real? What's my real name? Do I even have a real name?
0: Your name is JR. That is what you've always gone by. It's who you are, who your parents are. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't change any of the steps you've taken to become the man who you are today.
3: Steps I've taken or steps other people have taken for me?
0: It's all been you. You've just been guided, pushed in the right direction.
3: I don't know if I believe that anymore. So I'll just keep walking the path everyone's laid down to me, and we'll see where this goes. But I think, I don't know. I just, I need to go. And I'll go pick up the sword and just...
0: You could stab it, her.
4: It would be so easy. I, I don't know. It's
3: not worth it. Nothing's worth it. I don't know. And I'll just walk.
0: The next morning is awkwardly quiet. Uh, no one is really talking to anyone. Yeah. Um, Ravi's doing her best just to keep her crew on task and not make eye contact with any of you. <laughs> um, Gonk is trying to make light of the situation because he doesn't understand that there's tension. He's just like, this is cool. We're getting power. What's the issue? <laughs> and you set sail. The northern sea is just dotted with large gray stones that jut out of the ocean, many large enough to be considered islands themselves. After only about an hour, Ravi sails you to a particular jagged rock with a cave opening in its side. As Ravi's crew docks on the isle's sole rickety pier, a monumental ancient blue dragon emerges from the cave. He walks cautiously with his ancient limbs, uh, grunting with each step. And with his one good eye, he scans the boat before finally resting his eye on JR. Little
7: one, oh, look how much
0: you've grown! And he he stumbles onto the, the pier. Yeah, I'll walk up and hug his toe. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> probably
3: how big I am compared to him.
0: He'll wrap one of his wings around you in an embrace.
7: You're a grown man now. How many years has it been? been like two years oh it looks like you have friends why don't you introduce me uh wait i'll introduce myself first i am strymir lord of the storms and eye of the storm uh would you like to introduce yourselves or should jr introduce you sorry i don't get guests very often i, I say we let jr introduce us
3: <laughs> okay this is mo heen Finian, and tana and dergus that wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a soul render that's a uh, gonk.
0: <laughs> You're introducing Robbie's crew, too? <laughs> yeah.
3: Robbie, Jimbo, Bull
7: uh, Bomb.
0: <laughs> nearby, uh, there are about a dozen swordfish impaled on spikes. Uh, he, he motions to them with a claw.
7: Is anyone hungry?
3: Oh, oh yeah. And I'll go and start. <laughs> no, I thought <gotta> <laughs> <yeah. with it. laughs>
0: Ew! You've
7: been around Heen too long. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> How was the travel here? Do you need anything? Oh, it was really awkward. Why was it awkward?
2: There's just a lot of tension in the air. I don't know if can dragons not feel this.
7: I don't get to talk with people very often. Mm. Uh, he, mortals are always so tense. I find is this anything different? No, not really. Well, I'm sorry that you had an awkward ride here. Perhaps now you can rest easy. You're safe.
1: Lord Strymir.
7: Yes, Tana.
1: Could I please make a bonfire?
7: Of course.
1: There's so much water everywhere.
7: <laughs> oh, Donna, Why don't we go further into the cave? There's less water in there.
1: Can I make a fire in there?
7: Please. <laughs> Thank you. Uh... Lord Strymir. Yeah, Strymir, Strymir is fine. Uh, Strymir no, is I don't fine. Like I do like the ring ask? of Lord Strymir. No, no, your friend's your JR's friend, yes. Yes. Then address me as Strymir, uh, or Eye of the Storm.
6: I, that is precisely what I meant to ask you about: is why do
7: they call you Eye of the Storm? I am the Storm Giant's eyes, so the the title is a bit literal, I suppose.
6: Hmm. <laughs> Uh, the irony of one eye on the multiple eyes does not
0: uh, escape me. He, he motions to your one eye. I see you copied my style. <laughs> uh, yeah. Many of the old trends are going out.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm basically sitting in the fire at this point.
2: Oh, I feel so good. Are your clothes fireproof in your gear?
1: Not exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> As we're walking into the cave, I'm going to pull Darrell, like... To the back, dude. Why didn't you tell us like the dragon was so old?
3: Well, he didn't seem old. I, I don't know. He I mean, like, can that guy even fight?
7: Well, yeah. Probably not. There aren't very many of us <laughs> left, you know. My jaw just drops
3: <laughs> Yeah, he has really good hearing. I should have
7: As I last I checked, there were only eight ancient dragons left in the world. Does that include the one we? <laughs>
3: yes, I know. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Who died?
3: Oh, Palisix. Oh,
7: I didn't like her. That's fine. She was a problem. She was a problem for everyone. Has Ravi caught you up on everything?
3: Yeah, more than you know. Well, I guess you would probably know.
7: <laughs> I have an idea or two. You don't get to my age without picking up on a few things.
6: Why are you okay with this? If this really is an ascension to demigodhood, the dragons are going to lose a lot of power.
7: Well, yes. Power that we should never have had in the first place. We were given our power. Wait, wait do you know, did you know that all of us ancient dragons, us first-generation folk, we were all people once. I was an Aesimar a very, very, very long time ago. I, I did not. Uh, you look much better now. <laughs> yes, I don't mind this form, and it certainly gets around easier, but... The power that we were given was from the demigods. Demigods that have died many years ago, many centuries. That power should have been lost when they died, don't you think?
6: Ah, I guess I hadn't thought of it that way. I guess I assumed power inherently found its way to people or places.
7: No, that's... Well, well, that is true, I, and he motions to Tana. Like. like sorcerers, for example. They are natural pools of this magic. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not naturally gifted in anything. I was just friendly enough with Oguth that he thought it necessary to make me his eyes. Hmm. Now he's the eye. Yes, <laughs> yes, I went blind in one of them many years ago. Oh, you, that was a joke. I apologize. <laughs> well... We don't have to beat around the bush for much longer. You've all come here for power, and it's yours if you want it.
2: Oh, but, like, what kind of power? Your power, Mo.
7: Exactly your power, just more of it. More karate chops? If that is what your power is. Nice. I have never heard of this kind of power before.
2: I uh, do check this out. I'll just start doing really bad karate poses. Mo. he's
3: very literal. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't understand sarcasm. Not being real.
0: <laughs> Strymir brings you deeper down into the rock that makes up the island itself, and deep within, the cave opens up into a tremendous cavern dominated by a single gargantuan tree that grows in its center. The tree is reminiscent of the one at the Heart of Dragon Spiral, the one you used to teleport back to Miarum. Levitating up near one of its branches is the hegemon, the mage with the white mask, casting some sort of spell on it. Strymir stops at the edge of the cavern.
7: You will find the roots of the leyline tree. There are seven of them, one for each of you. Go lay in yours and the hegemon will bring you what is owed.
1: Just gonna hang out over here with my fire, and I'll build another fire and just sit on the ground with it.
7: <laughs> Do you not wish to gain this power?
1: I, I don't need any more power. I'm good. I'm good.
7: I suggest then that you at least take it with you, for future consumption should you change your mind.
1: Like I- put it in my pocket. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean,
7: I'm assuming
4: I'm hearing I'm hearing this conversation. Yeah. I make my way over to Tana. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I sit down next
5: to you.
1: Oh, do you have a mushroom you wanna roast?
5: No, Tana, if you're going to choose this responsibility, perhaps you ought to consider choosing the power that comes with it.
1: I'm not really choosing this responsibility. I'm kind of just here with everyone else who is Vidian and I'm doing what I can to suppress some of my stuff so I don't need more.
5: The suppression that you speak of, it comes from this fear you carry.
1: Um, yes, and the fact that I cause death and destruction and mayhem and pandemonium everywhere I go, yeah.
5: That is your place and purpose as one of the seven. Is it not?
1: Uh, I'm still not thinking I'm I'm one of the seven, Finian, but... It
7: it is quite all right. In fact, your caution is reinvigorating. If Jr. had brought in a tiefling who wanted to cause utter destruction to the world, I would have been more hesitant.
1: Uh, uh, Okay, Strymir. If I can just... Put it in my pocket and be done with it. That's fine. No, that's I carry a, f- a lot of in my pocket. Of I have this book in my pocket. I have little shards of, you know, obsidian that have been flaking off my... I've got... Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I well, uh, uh, was out. Uh, uh,
6: speaking <laughs> of the book, why not ask the book if you are one of the seven?
1: Yeah, I thought about that and I... No, no. It's it's fine.
2: No, it's no, no. Time f- out. What, what about the obsidian flakes in your pocket?
1: I didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> I me just, only have
2: lint in my
5: pockets.
1: <laughs> just tell me. What to do so I can just come back to my fire. Oh,
7: you can just sit at your fire. Uh. I caution you, however, if you are to consume the power at a later date, which is totally fine, by Uh the way, Uh it might... Put a massive strain on your little body. Okay.
1: I'm just nodding at him like when Finian is talking to me about mushrooms that I'm <laughs> never, ever going to try. Okay, Strymir, that sounds great. Thank you.
0: He smiles and nods. Uh
1: huh.
2: There's something about a dragon's egg, which is totally fine. It just gets me.
7: <laughs> As for the rest of you, please find your roots.
2: Yeah, I'll uh, head over the tree and... I don't know just start touching roots <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah until you find the one that feels yeah. right uh you you see that Cavis gonk and uh egret do the same uh jr you're carrying surrender i think <laughs> you just stab him into one of the roots yep okay. okay that's fine the roots that you find are a bit like cradles uh and part of what makes them right for you is you when you sit and you lay in that cradle you fit perfectly like it was Grown to fit your ass. Huh.
1: <laughs> How uh. poetic! <laughs> uh,
0: this is such a bad idea, and I'll I'll
6: sit.
2: But if it's such a bad idea, why is it so cozy?
6: <laughs> uh, maybe they made a mold of your ass when you were knocked on it at one point. Oof. <laughs>
2: That would make sense. <laughs> There's a lot of butt prints out there. From <laughs>
0: <laughs> one by one, the hegemon levitates down and gives each of the seven a very colorful fruit, and these were decided by our patrons. Ooh! Uh, Heen, you're given a pineapple and Mo a banana. Am I asked to eat this whole? <laughs> yes, well, you're asked to eat it. Uh, Tana, the hegemon will hand you a pomegranate, even though you're not sitting in a root. They will just hand it to you and drift away, back towards the tree.
1: Thanks. I'll just shove it in my pocket with everything else I'm keeping in there.
0: Uh, Heen Mo, do you eat the fruit?
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna eat this banana. I'm gonna peel it the correct way from the bottom. (laughs) And are
4: you then going to step on it and slip and fall? I'm gonna gonna litter
2: it, and then when I stand up, I'll just immediately slip on my. (laughs) Love it.
6: Yeah, um, I'm going to eat it whole like it's a fish, I guess, just going for it. It's going to hurt, but hey.
0: Yeah, so Heen, instead of putting any effort into getting into the pineapple, you just consume it whole, okay. Yeah,
6: uh, (laughs) sorry, Guts.
0: You you find that it tastes exactly like a pineapple, like to the point where this pineapple should be the metric for all other pineapples. Oh, crap, I just got rid of the benchmark. Yeah. This is we it.
6: C- we need this to judge all pineapples. How are we supposed to
0: standardize pineapple flavor? Well, if you become the demigod of truth, you'll have that knowledge. But then I have to test every pineapple. <laughs> oh, okay, well. So <laughs> I was, with great power, right?
6: All uh, right, you know a what? A For the people, boy. I will
0: test all pineapples. Mo, the peel of your banana seems to switch between uh, green to yellow to brown and back again. And taking a bite, you find it tastes equally hard to place, as if it smoothly transitions from one taste to another. Oh,
2: there's is incredible. Where'd you guys get this? <laughs> <laughs> the tree? <laughs>
0: I gotta take something, God, we gotta take something. Mm. But no matter the taste, the moment each fruit settles in your stomachs, you feel its magic radiate through you, and your vision of the grotto wavers like a mirage. Heen. Etchings form in the cave walls, carved by an ancient author. A lone gift man studies the shapes, but no matter how much he analyzes, he makes no progress. He sees the lines, but fails to understand their meaning. A second gift joins him, and together they discover something new. The lines form symbols, rudimentary words from which they can glean a basic interpretation. When the third gift joins, he recalls the lore behind these words, drawing out their meaning. The shrouded details each Gith unearths coalesce, forming a story revealing the truth. Together, they see the history of the cave, the river that had shaped it, and the minerals that had colored it. The truth locked in the stone lay not only with the runes, but in the many hands that chiseled them. For this is what it means to be Gith. Heen of the stone giant, envoy of truth, you gain expertise on Arcana, History, Insights, and Religion. Wow. However, you cannot lie. Oh. Oh, wow. Mo, The gentle waters of the pool give way to golden sand. You watch as humans, starved and dehydrated, wander aimlessly through the scorching, never-ending desert. They cling to the dream of finding a lush, green paradise beyond the dunes, but their unyielding desire only brings them more thirst. Only after many die do they finally relent, surrendering to the desert as their home. It takes effort, but before long, they build a humble village. Generation after generation, that village grows, first into a town, then a city, and finally into a sprawling oasis. With every step, both the city and its people adapt to survive the harsh conditions of the sun-scorched wastes. And as they change, they evolve. They thrive. For this is what it means to be human. Modus of the Desert Giant, Envoy of Transition. You can breathe normally in any environment, and whenever you take damage, you can spend two key to gain resistance to that damage type for the next 10 minutes. Wow. Oh, gosh. That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. Finian, while this is happening, you feel something gently tugging on your soul, like a hand trying to open a door. Do you let it in? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Opening (laughs) the proverbial door, a power seeps into you. Perhaps it has something to do with the leyline tree, or perhaps it has to do with the power that your friends are now gaining. Whatever it is, the power is yours now. You feel a familiar hand on your shoulder and turn to find that mysterious dove perched there once again. Mo, Finian, and Heen, I need the three of you to level up twice. Oh Ooh. boy! <laughs>
1: I'm just looking at Greg, (laughs) like…
0: Strymir lets out a sigh that sounds like wind rushing through rocks, and he looks down at you, JR.
7: Come, little one, walk with me.
0: Oh, okay. You follow Strymir out of the cave, and walk alongside him as he strolls along the rocky shoreline. He looks out over the ocean, smells the air, and stops to feel the occasional sand patch under his claws, but he says nothing while you walk. You seem lost in thought. Is there
3: something else I need to know?
7: I have been the storm giant's eyes for so very long. I've seen so much, more than anyone ever should, but I have never seen further than this moment. What's, What's so important about this moment? Well, it is the moment we all reach. A final calm after the storm. He stops walking and, and looks down at you. Have you
0: finally found the courage to take my place, little one? You sound like you're leaving
3: me. You can't. I, I just lost my father, and my father I found out I never had, <laughs> but now I have. My brother, I don't have any family. I can't lose you. You're My literal
7: only family I know about. What about the friends you travel with? They are family? This is not a sad ending, little one. Rather, a happy beginning. He motions behind you to a flat slab of rock
0: where a sheathed sword and a single blue dragon scale rest.
7: A few years ago, an Aesimar named Valora found them in a well, of all places, and returned them to me. You were not ready for them then, but perhaps you are now. Uh, I've been through a lot
3: since then. I've lived and died more than most. I've spent what's felt like 30 years in a sword. What? I found out... <laughs> <laughs> I found out I'm not even who I am, but maybe I'm something else, so... I, I hate to say it, I think I don't think I'll ever be more ready than now.
7: I caution you, this won't be pleasant.
3: I think I've learned most things aren't that pleasant especially
0: those that need to be done. Hmm. At that last point, he smiles, respect glistening in his draconic eyes.
7: Once belief turns to conviction, fate will kneel to you. Indeed, I think you are ready.
0: Without another moment of hesitation, he lets loose a solid beam of electricity from his mouth, completely enveloping you in its cataclysmic energy. Your skin burns and your muscles contract so painfully that you think you might actually snap in half. Uh, well, you would if your bones weren't turning to dust and your insides to mush. But in the agony, you see quick flashes of what will happen. You stand behind Mo, who kneels behind a gravestone. Slowly, he sounds out the words carved into it. Here rests Modus Forestfall. We loved you more than anything you could have ever done wrong. Wiping tears from his eyes, he notices a new grave immediately next to his own. Shift. You soar low above the countryside, feeling the wind rush through your hair. Above you, you hear the sounds of flapping wings and roaring thunder. Shift. You're sprinting for your life through a tunnel, Tana running just ahead of you. Frantically, she looks back over her shoulder at your pursuers. As she rounds a corner, she slams into someone and screams. Shift. A crow with antlers startles you awake. Above you is the endless starry sky of Noctara, though around you are the empty sleeping bags of Mo, Tana, and team. They're gone. Finian changes into a wolf, sniffing the air to catch their scent. But there's no time. Up ahead, the ground itself crests like a crashing wave. If you don't act fast, You'll be buried alive. Shift. You open a door to find Heen standing in a dark room filled with the slaughtered remains of Gith. Tears pooling in his eyes, he slowly looks down at his shaking hands, both covered in blood. At the sight, he breaks down, sobbing. These were written by our patrons, by oh, the way. Wow. Oh, my
1: God. Chills.
0: Woo! Chills. The light of the sun nearly blinds you, Jr. as you return to the present. Strymir's lightning fades, and in the span of heartbeats, your body was reduced to nothing, though for you the moment seemed to span into eternity. But now, quiet. You're shocked to find that you have a body at all, but it feels different somehow. Sitting up, you find not a dragon, but a ragged old Asimar man standing before you. He looks you up and down with his one good eye. Take a moment. Get comfortable with your new form.
3: I, th- I think I get it. The, the burden of, of the future.
0: It is a heavy one. But I know that you will carry that burden well. That is why I chose you, Jacob Randstar. Would you like to know what you've received? Yes. Like... Your friends, you get to level up twice. You are now in Asimar and gain all related abilities. This includes 60 feet of dark vision, resistance to necrotic and radiant damage, which you've had all along, you just didn't know it. Uh, you, once per long rest, you can use a bonus action to gain a flying speed for the next minute, during which all of your attacks and spells do an additional uh, lightning damage equal to your proficiency. You gain the light cantrip and once per long rest, you can heal a creature a number of d4 equal to your proficiency. Bunch of stuff for ASMR. However, this transformation took a toll on your body. Choose one of your physical attributes and decrease it by two. And finally, after every long rest, you can roll 2d20 until you rest again. You can spend one of those rolls and apply it to any roll you can see before that roll is made. You gain our essentially our deity power. Uh, my favorite, <laughs> oh one, my, gosh. my favorite role in d you can see the future.
3: Wow. Nice.
0: The rest of my power is stored in that scale you hold. Over time, it will be yours too, um, like a trust fund. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah. pay less taxes on trust
0: <laughs> Strymir sits down on a rock and, and looks up at the cloudy sky listening to the wind rush past hmm. a quiet end to an extraordinary
3: life you don't have to go we, we can find some other way you can stay like you don't need to leave oh don't mourn for me
0: this is my destiny it always was yeah, I guess
3: just more fate taking stuff away. Oof.
0: Never take the whims of fate personally, little one. The destiny of all things is to pass into the night, to oh, leave behind lessons for those who will take their place. And you are my legacy, Jacob Randstar, the next eye of the storm, and you will accomplish great things for that is your destiny, but for me, I think it's finally time for me to rest my eyes. They've seen quite enough for one lifetime, wouldn't you say? Strymir slowly closes his eyes as the light leaves them. I wonder what happens next. And that is where we'll continue next week. Oh,
4: oh man. Wow. Oh, a lot of good, a lot of bad. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. And a special <laughs> thanks to our greater deities, Ricky, Linda, and the Diligent Protector. Our deities, Zach, Vic, Alleycat, Malpomene, PM, and Indy. Our Celestials, Ironjaw, Mr. Way, Riot Andre, Holly Mack, Little Lib, David Green, Virgil McClurkin, and Chris Kremkow our heroes Chris Mitowski, Dave H and Catgirl and all of our adventurers if you want to affect the story like they do and they affect the story a lot oh uh, yeah come join us on Patreon um, and of course a thanks to SD Way Gaming for all of our wonderful dice that is all i have for today see you next week see you a
2: whole week <laughs> so Valora is involved in this story even more Interesting.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I probably, she probably found my shit. I threw down the. Yeah.
0: And I was yeah. like, I'm the chosen that's one That's exactly how I had it written. She's in Yabu's Rise, finds <laughs> the shit, and she's like, I need to find the seven. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly oh, wow. right. Yeah.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, you destroyed her whole, like, view of the world when she, when you. Actually, she,
6: that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> Waste her whole life (laughs) going through trying to do it. Oh, gosh.